0: What's up, Mets fans? We are back in New York after a wild weekend in Kansas City. Some fans are actually still traveling back to New York. It's been a wild weather. Uh, We've been having wild weather out here in New York for the past about 18 hours or so. I was delayed in Philly. Lizzie actually just got back to New York, what, an hour ago, Lizzie?
1: I, uh, uh, around noon.
0: Uh, around noon. So Lizzie's commute from yesterday to get home to today is about 20 hours. Got stuck in Charlotte for the night, but she's back here safe and sound. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pete, who didn't have to travel much this weekend. Yeah, how I'm you good. doing, Pete? Yeah, I'm great. I'm refreshed.
2: <laughs> up like 10 hours last night. Great. I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been wild. And I've been following along and feeling sorry for all the fans that got stuck in Kansas City, Lizzie included, who almost caught... Pete Alonso's 40th home run on Saturday it just was happened to be a little foul, but the like
1: when you say little, it was like had to have been less than two feet.
0: I think I was guessing around three feet or so. Really, I say wide. like two. I don't know. We got this the shot online here. Looks like an um, inch there. Yeah, from this angle, MJ and Nancy. I don't know who shot the photo, but they share the Twitter account, took this photo and posted it the next morning. I, I believe it was maybe like two feet foul, but as Pete noticed on the broadcast. He said, I look like a dork there holding my phone, filming. So I was trying to capture the 40th home run. I wanted the, the, the behind-the-scenes video of Pete's the 40th ball landed home run. like two feet from you. Very And close. you
2: didn't even move for it. it I didn't want to drop the phone. How do you not go for a ball, especially one that... Might have some history behind it. I
0: mean, you know, it's the kind of thing where it was either try to catch the ball or drop my phone and I just got the phone. I didn't want to break it. So I'm like, you know what? Let someone else it. You know, you can it. just
2: put the ball, the <laughs> phone in your pocket <laughs> no, 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 no. and try to catch the ball. You, you need know, That's that. an option as well. You no. don't have to go full millennial here recording everything you're doing and missing the real life moment.
0: I had to. That's That would have been a one in a lifetime video You know, to catching capture. the ball
2: might be really once in a lifetime. All right. So yeah, Lizzie- Yeah, but then I
1: got the rebound. So- <laughs> Well, Lizzie All right. got it
0: anyway. Yeah. I, honestly, I haven't had a chance to- talk to Lizzie about this yet? Because I literally Philly, just she walked, just in, the just door, walked guys. in the door. Show the people the ball. Aye. This is the almost uh, 40th home run grand slam grand, that was just That would have been
1: a grand slam, like holy. But I want to ask you balls. this
0: very important question because the fan that did catch the 40th home run yesterday gave it back to Pete Alonso. What would you do with that ball if that was the 40th home we run? We
1: were we were talking about it, and and I said if if I had caught it and it was, then they definitely would have came to to come and get it. And I don't know, like what what are my options?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, nice. Like, what and,
1: do I get for this? Well, Pete was <laughs> it's not
2: worth anything.
1: No, I'm just kidding. It's more for would,
2: him than anything. Yeah, else. for sure. I would give it back. Real baseball record. Yeah, like, I would
1: like, definitely give it back. Well, they got hooked you up. Clearly,
0: I mean. like they get the signed bat, the ball, like they got a bunch of stuff from Pete. And I think that yeah. it would have been. What cool. am I gonna
1: do with it? I mean, honestly. I I, w- I would have put it on my shelf. Like, let him have it. Yes, yeah, yes. It's yes. his deal. It's his year. He's having an incredible year, so I would have given it back. But, I
0: mean,. The video, if you, I'm not going to play it now, but the video, it was unbelievable. Because, like, I turned around, I knew it bounced behind me where... You're, you're uh, not going to play the video? Nah, it's it's like, t- it, whatever. If people want to see well, it. because he
2: can... looks like a dope and it's staring at his phone. Oh, no, no. no, play no. It. You, you should
0: play, play
1: your, your version of it. Oh, you, oh, you know
0: got what?
2: your version, too, here. Now that you
0: guys are calling me out, yeah, sure. what the hell? Hold on one second. Let me cue this up. I'm not ready. Well, um, and
1: I just finished, like, a Lemon Icy, so my tongue is yellow <laughs> we it. Go, here we go. hold <laughs>
0: um,
2: That wasn't going to be an award-winning shot here, Darren. Go for the ball. (laughs) Look at how
0: happy you look right there.
1: You know why? Because in all the years... In all the years of me going to the games and, like, you know, printing the shirts for for uh city field to throw out to the crowd for the pepsi patrol or whatever they are i've never caught anything no (laughs) balls no t-shirts any of the games I've ever been to, like, if I came home with the ball, it's because somebody was like, oh, here, Lizzie. Yeah, no, that <laughs> would have been – obviously
0: it would have been awesome for you to catch it. But, you know, to my credit there, I was zoomed in for the swing, and when he hit it, I was so in shock that I didn't zoom out. That's why it's all bouncy and jumpy. But, yeah, clearly I'm not winning in any awards moment, here I in mean, the ballpark for the uh, filming.
2: I went through a game once. This was in college. This was a long time ago. We were in Pittsburgh, and there was a foul ball. It had to be, like, right in front of us. And Ricky Henderson was with the Mets. He had hit the ball. So, it was like, a Hall of Fame hit a foul ball, whatever. And it's, it's too far for me to reach, but it's right in front of my friend. And he's sitting there eating freaking pierogies. <laughs> and he will not... He will not move the pierogies. He did not move an inch for this foul ball. It's like, are you out of your mind? You know how many pierogies you can get in this ballpark? You you got sell one shot at, the ballpark? at catching a foul ball. Yeah. Wow, and pierogies sounds... in Pittsburgh. At least they used to. That's I cool. But I love pierogies. Come on. You, that's, that's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. I, I don't understand it. You don't reach for the baseball. In I was spot, so Darren. excited. It
0: was an unbelievable experience all around, though. Like, we had so much fun. The tailgate, I, I said it, I uh, did a little, you know, I talked to the crowd before we leave the tailgate party just to thank everyone for coming for bringing the supplies and we had i think 30 people volunteer to bring coolers multiple coolers ice like they they really made the party what it was but we uh hired a dj dj pure from uh, kansas city look him up if you're ever uh, in the need of of hiring someone in kansas city he did a, a, a stand-up knockdown job whatever you want to call it and i'm on the mic thanking the fans for coming and asked around like hey a show of hands how many people are first timers here? And you can actually hear the clip. Liz is like, oh my God. Like you can hear her in the oh, back. Really? Like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> it was like the entire tent. Hand, hands went up. And um, out of our season ticket members, we have a little over 600 members that join us at City Field. I think 80 or so showed up. So, um, you know, a little bit more than 10% came out for uh, the outing. But it was really great. It sounded to like it. So many people. It was unbelievable. It but, was
1: awesome. And so many people came up to me and thanking me. This is great. Who are you guys? Like, you know, like from, from Mets fans that were there just on their own that happened to live Near or nearby, or whatever, and a lot of people just saying, like, this is my first outing. I've always wanted to come. This is great, awesome, blah blah blah. It was, it was really, really amazing. But I it think really, that really
0: Lizzie may have overdid a little bit on Friday night because at the no. tailgate, she's chilling with her vitamin water, whatever what it was, coconut water
1: on Thursday. So I think that the older that I'm getting, I'm getting more sensitive to like things, my skin, my things, and whatever. We're old, we're getting old. Yeah. So on the way to uh, Kansas City, we had to stop, so I had a connecting flight. I, I stopped in Chicago, and then we made our way there. So, sorry, TMI, but on the first flight, I puked twice, and on the second flight, I puked again. Oh, you've been so, getting
0: that sickness, motion sickness. Motion sickness. Okay. So when
1: I got off of that second plane, I was like, oh, my God. That feeling that like I was nauseous and dizzy and had that pit in my, in my stomach did not go away until probably the game so on saturday i didn't drink at all like i pushed it on friday night because i was like
2: that's
0: whatever if i yeah, drink yeah, yeah.
1: maybe it'll just go away and right, right, right. <laughs> clearly it didn't so i was totally messed up so i don't even think it was so much right, the i take drinking. it back then. It i'm like... sorry to throw
0: it into the bus there. i know you're feeling <laughs> under the weather but i thought maybe you just overdid it no on, i uh, I, on friday.
1: I did i did have <laughs> a like a a I didn't overdo it I, I drank But I didn't overdo it And I think that my body Was just like You're stupid And I'm gonna start <laughs> st- Shutting down on you So when I woke up On on Saturday It was a mess
0: Yeah so before we move on From this The whole tailgate party atmosphere It was, it was incredible And um, I think that Since you know We were talking about this With the 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 um, Unique experience you get out there because of how large the, the parking lot is and the Royals hooked us up They gave us that whole area for free clearly we had to We had to rent the tent but that tailgate party was probably the, the best one we've ever had and yeah. I feel like if if and when Kansas City lands on a weekend We absolutely have to go because that was that was phenomenal. But back to Friday night my buddy Dan was sitting with us in those dugout suites. And if you look here closely, you could see him holding his face because uh, a screaming line drive in the top of the first uh, comes bouncing toward us. I think it was from uh, the bat of Frazier. So uh, the security guard goes, guys, pay attention over here. Balls come in here all the time. Like, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So we're all hanging out chopping it up it's like not three really three out
1: of four games that I, that I uh, yeah, a, ball for, a, a ball comes in here a ball comes in so the area. ball bounces
0: over this railing hits the back cement there on top of the dugout and bounces right back into Dan's face which I is holding right there. I have that ball
1: I kept that ball for Dan Dan so you I got a lot in, of lucky balls I have it in a Ziploc bag for you Dan
0: alright guys so if you are watching live and you see this bobblehead here on the desk it is from our friends at Foco two weeks in a row now Foco hooking it up on orange and blue things so share the show right now if you want to be in the running for this Pete Alonzo Home Run Derby bobblehead. Uh, Pete's had a gigantic weekend. We'll talk about that in just a second. But this Pete Alonzo bobblehead could be yours for free if you share the show right now on either Twitter, if you're watching on Twitter or Periscope or Facebook. We have one for each platform here. And if you don't happen to win and you want to go buy one, go over to Foco.com. Check out all the different options they have for their Mets bobbleheads and accessories. Last week, we did the Stranger Things bobbleheads. And today, we have this Pete Alonzo one, which here is 55 bucks full price. So could get it for free right now if you share the show. If you happen to not win and you want to go purchase it, you can get 10% off by using the discount code LFGM10, no spaces. You'll get 10% off on anything in the Mets category on foco.com. So thank Thanks to them for opening us up, and hope you win. That's a sweet bobblehead too. It's unbelievable. It looks
2: like him. Like that one is boom. Yeah, It's yeah. Pete Alonso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's you know, he shaved the beard. That's the only thing that uh, throws off a little bit. But that is that's Pete Alonso to a T. That's a good one. They do such a great job. I mean, I was even looking at.
0: I I thought I was like, what wow, red cleats? Why is he wearing red cleats? And and he was. So this thing is mm. down to a T. A even lot like of cool the trophy and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the medal. You see this and... in the back? It's got uh, a polar bear like hologram on top of the Mets logo. It's really cool. So shout out to Foucault. really appreciate it. And uh, head on over to the site now, if you want to pick one up, if you don't win. Let's let's hit the phones. We got uh, Brew, who uh, is probably going to say first time, long time. What's up, Brew?
3: How you doing?
4: First time, long time. I just got
0: to (laughs) say it for the fans. We don't have your uh, fat head in here this week. I know. I moved it. It's over there. Oh, there it is. It is in here. What's up, Brew? How'd you like the weekend, huh?
4: Oh, it was a short weekend. I flew in late, late Friday night, and I left at 7 a.m. Sunday morning, and I uh, flew back to sunny California where nothing was delayed, and I feel <laughs> sorry for everyone who did get delayed. I really do.
0: No, yeah, you got, <laughs> you got lucky. So listen, you've been to a lot of the tailgate parties. You've been to a lot of the home games. How do you think that ranks as far as outings go? I don't want to rub it into all the people that missed it, but what do you think?
4: Oh no! That that was probably hands down the best tailgate I've ever been. My quads are sore. My my <laughs> my, 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 my
0: arms are sore. I was
1: gonna say you were sore. he because he, he was, was ch- dancing like a maniac.
0: His goal before the game, uh, before the tailgate started, was to do the macarena. So he started to do the macarena <laughs> for songs that weren't even the macarena, and people were like <laughs> into it. They jumped in on it, and it, it kind of turned into a thing. It was it was so much fun.
4: No, but big shout out to those uh, to that group of fans from Nebraska. There was these group of fans from Nebraska. They were playing flip cup over in the corner, Yeah. and, and their table kind of grew, and they got more people to jump in and play. But they did something during during the uh, during the DJ, and they had spin the bottle dance off. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Like, oh, that was that was like an amazing idea. Uh, and uh, don't worry, I'm I'm adapting it. We're, they, they gave me okay to use it. <laughs> and We're bring it to our tailgates back home now, yes, so we're going to be bringing that back awesome. to uh, the marina a lot.
0: Awesome, right, Brew? Thanks for uh, great. helping build the excitement there. It was so much fun. We'll see you soon. All right, dude? Yeah, man. Big up to you for that
4: tailgate. Now it's a great, great, great tailgate. Thanks, brother. All right. Talk to you soon. I did
2: I see definitely. the video that you shared online of the spin the bottle yeah, dance yeah. off. That it was pretty great. cool. What it was a great, great idea. And
0: I forgot where those where those group of fans were from, and Brew just said Nebraska is a better memory than I do. But uh, Kelly was ranting and raving about the one guy with like the gray headband. Because he was like the life of the party, it was great. It was it definitely added a lot to the atmosphere.
1: There was a there was a, a group of people at a table that were playing some sort of flip cup game. But you flip the cup, and then the other person has to catch it in their cup.
0: Uh, that's crazy. I've never I've seen, seen the tic tac to toe flip cup. That's pretty. Good I've
1: one. never seen it before, and I was like, I want to play that. It was so <laughs> cool, but I couldn't play with my coconut water.
0: So Mr. Pete Alonso <laughs> uh, place, hit his fortieth yesterday. Yeah, a no doubter to left field. And uh, unfortunately we weren't there to see it, but I I was lucky enough to be on my layover in Philly when this went down. Cause we had claimed or said that when Pete hits number 40, the polar Pete shirts are going to go back up. Mm -hmm. So clearly Lizzie was dealing with her nightmare traveling yesterday. And luckily my one hour delay in Philly, this is it. You're looking at the employees. So if we were both unavailable, the people would have been at the site, like what the hell where are the shirts? So um, luckily I was there to put it up and um, you know, Pete now is the uh the reigning rookie in the national league for home runs in a season. Yeah, set a record. Nobody
2: yeah. in the one hundred and forty something year history of the National League, no rookie had ever hit forty home runs. That's so amazing. It's uh it's significant in the NL. So uh, in the Judge... National League, yep. And then in the uh the American League record is Aaron 52. Judge fifty two, yeah. which Alonzo is is right about on that pace. So if he stays healthy down the stretch, you can expect that. He's got another record that'll be coming up this week that'll be important for Mets fans. Nobody in Mets history has ever hit 42 home runs. Right. Alonzo's two away from that. And you would assume the way that he has gone, that'll happen at some point in this nine game homestand coming up.
0: I'm hoping that we're there. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit that many games this week. And, you know, I'm really hoping that the excitement that we saw a couple weeks ago when uh, the Nats were in town is going to kind of transfer back over.
2: I hope so. I. I It it felt like lightning in a bottle where you had this huge run that the Mets were on. They'd won 13 to 14 going into that series. And the fact that it is the Nationals, it's the team in this era that Mets fans love to hate the most. You don't quite have that on this homestand with the Indians, Braves, and the Cubs. But I do think that Cubs series will come the closest because they haven't been playing very good baseball of late. They're a terrible team on the road, and that's the team right now that the Mets are chasing. They're in the second wild card spot, so that's gonna be a big series. And you know, the Cubs and Mets have a little history going yep, yep, way yep. back, fifty years ago, or <laughs> even uh, as recently as the twenty fifteen NLCS. So I think that's the series that might bring it a little bit. And yeah, I hope, I hope it's that same kind of atmosphere, because you know what? Even the Moreland series. Like, even if you didn't have the sellouts, uh-huh. you did have a lot so of juice excitement. That, in those games. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's you just there, kind of that, a question. Did they do enough in the, on this road trip at 3-3 three and three to keep Mets fans engaged at right, that, right, like, right. rabid pace that everybody was in?
0: I mean, we were there for the, the doubleheader on the Monday a couple weeks ago. And you could just tell, even on that Monday for the first game, the place was jumping. You know, yeah, Lizzie, yeah, she came absolutely. for game two. You and I both had left by that point. But... Yeah, I mean, the place was packed, and hopefully the excitement kind of transfers back over to this week because, like Pete said and Conforto said and these guys have been alluding to um, as you crack open a nice cold McKeller. Yeah, i um, for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the guys do feed off that energy that they see in the ballpark, so hopefully the place is
2: jumping There's again. no doubt. I-, I think it affected the team a little bit, too, in Atlanta. I and mean, come on, you play in front of a postseason type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to Atlanta. That was crazy. It's a first-place team, but nobody gives a hoot down there. Right. And you have the rain delays and all this stuff, and it's just it has got to take a little wind out of your sails. And I understand they're professional. They should be able to work around it, but and come on. There's got to be a hangover effect when you're playing the kind of games they played against the Nationals, and then it's just dead yeah, yeah. in Atlanta. And you wouldn't expect that, I would think, as a player— You would think, all right, we're playing the first place team. There's going to be some – and there's just nothing down there. And it goes to show how special things are around here in New York where, hey, everybody's miserable with the Mets most of the year – they give you two great weeks, and bang, yeah. everybody's exactly. on board, and the place sounds like October. And I was
0: actually looking at something yesterday. I think the uh, the Rays, I think, have had back to back days with walk offs or something. And a fan, I, I was watching the fan's perspective. They posted online and, and talking about something with the energy or atmosphere. Place is empty. So yeah. you're, I mean, granted, they they are good. Yeah, they're a good team. They're still in the wild card hunt. They're a little bit farther down in the, in the AL East there for for the top spot. But place is dead. So for you to have the atmosphere where every you know you have to play their 81 times a year and for the team to be able to keep their energy levels up without even having the fans behind them i think that's that's commendable you know they probably have a lot more runs a lot more wins if they had a packed house all the time um you know granted like you said it's a job can't feel as sorry for the guys but you do have to you know it's human nature right somewhat feel you know a little bad for the player who has no support from their fan base that sucks
1: Whenever we go to different ballparks, it's always the same thing. People start cheering, and when their team does well, they turn around to <laughs> yeah, us and us. cheer at us <laughs> like "woo!" And the, and the perfect example of that was on Friday night when we, we were in the dugout. Yeah, we don't so we, have to get into that. No, I mean we won't get into specifics. But one of the fans there only started cheering because. Not. In the, in the ninth, when her team was winning. Yeah. And, and somebody was like, Why are you cheering now? She said, Because my team is winning. Yeah. It so was, was
0: like, what? you know, you, you're quiet for three hours. Right. And then, like, the ninth inning, you decide to start chirping. But yeah. in San Francisco, we'll never, uh, it'll, nothing will ever top what happened in San Fran. We were winning the entire game. Familia comes in to close the game, blows the save. In the ninth, and the entire ballpark turns around <laughs> to boo us and cheer their team on. Which that's I great. don't blame them. You know, like it's, it's well, you know what like it is. its if you have,
2: It's like if you have no reason to cheer as a fan the whole game because everything's going against your team, and then you have this one section that's just the whole time. The, like all you want to do is your team to shut them up, and yeah, when yeah. it does happen, that's the complete
1: opposite of like what we it. stand for. <laughs> so <laughs> when like the whole ballpark is is quiet for their team, we're like, what's wrong with these people? It's all
0: good. You can't blame them.
1: 631
0: 388 5195. You want to chime in? Hopefully, you guys are headed to the ballpark this week. Should be a fun one. Again, share the show if you're interested in winning this Pete Alonso Home Run Derby uh, champion bobblehead from FOCO. Shout out to them. Use the promo code LFGM10, no spaces for 10% off anything Mets related on their website. But I did have this poll up, I put it up this morning. Asking the, I, I know I got open this beer. Oh, uh, asking the fans what they thought Pete might end the season with. So he's got 40 now, 38 games left to play. What number will he end the season with? The options were 41 to 46, 47 to 51, 52 to 56, or 57 plus. I voted for uh, 52 to 56 just because I'd, li- I'd love to see him hold the all-time rookie record and take it from judge. But yeah. where do you uh, see this happening? Where- yeah, so
2: I did 47 to 51. Yes, yeah, so that's the bulk I of it. The, that's the, bulk the most right likely spot that he ends up. But even just talking about a Met hitting 50 home runs kind of boggles my mind a little bit, right? Like you see Alonzo on this list with Carlos Belchon and Mike Piazza and Darryl Strawberry and it's... This guy just started. And listen, I get 2019, it's never been easier to hit a home run in the game. You can't draw a straight line between what Darryl Strawberry did uh, 30 years ago and what Pete Alonso is doing right now. But the Mets have never had somebody even threatened 50 home runs in a year. And that's... That is still a magic number, and he is amongst the league leaders in the game right now. And him and Cody Bellinger were kind of going back and forth on Twitter yesterday, which was kind of cool to see. I don't know if they played together on Team USA or something along the lines, but it seemed like they had some familiarity. But um, but yeah, it's tremendous what Pete Alonso has done this year, and he struggled a little bit after the home run derby, but he's come out of it, and he's hit for power again. He had. What, four straight games with a homer at the end of last homestand and the home run yesterday. It's like it was in a huge spot, but right, right, right. clearly he is contributing. He had three hits in yesterday's game. So, yeah, and he's going to start putting himself in that MVP conversation, especially with Jeff McNeil out because McNeil's the guy to me that's the MVP of this Mets team. Not he's not as good offensively as Alonzo is, but what he does defensively playing in multiple positions has just been tremendous for the Mets. But with McNeil out at this point, uh, you know, Alonzo, he is putting up those sexy MVP type numbers, with the RBIs and the home runs, skyrocketing.
0: So uh, yesterday, yesterday during the post game, uh, Justine had brought up. Uh, you know, she mentioned that the fans were chanting MVP, MVP. So I happened to look it up because uh, I know Ichiro uh, was the Rookie of the Year and the MVP at the same time. And I forgot that um, prior to that in '75, clearly I wasn't born yet, but I, you know, I know the name. Lynn did it in '75. So there's only been two guys that uh, that have ever done this before. Wow! Both American League. Uh, Lynn in '75, Suzuki in 2001. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, you know, we got uh, 38 games left. We'll see what happens. And I think that. The Mets getting back into this thing will add to it. just oh, of course. In, in the same way of like uh, manager of the year could be in the discussion for for Mickey Callaway if they come back and actually do something here, uh, which fans would be like, "Holy shit, like that's that's not possible." But <laughs> it, it might, you know, the numbers don't lie, and when you look at yeah, things, yeah, Degrom on paper, is
2: in the mix with the Young. I think right, he still right. has a long ways to go to catch up to Jin Ryu, but Degrom now has a winning record, which is significant for him because he never seems to get the run support or has the bullpen behind him. um but he hasn't lost since june he has pitched to a sub 2 era over his last 16 starts now so degrom is doing over half a season exactly what he did for the entirety of last year so he could be in that mix uh, as well so you do have some of the the award chases that are part of the mix for the Mets. obviously mcneil for batting crown as well
0: yeah i got the stats up here now um from the, uh, a screen cap from SNY. And like you said, the his numbers over the past 16 games is unbelievable. Um, but do you think that – clearly we all know something's up with the ball. The ball has changed. So yeah. it's impressive for the guys that are dropping bombs. And, you know, look at guys who are barely touching the ball, thinking it's a pop fly. Uh, yesterday in uh, – was it Rendon? Uh, Nationals. Yeah. I know he homered yes. Yeah, yeah. But he, he actually popped up thinking that it was going to be a pop-up <laughs> through the bat not trying to bat flip it, and yeah. it was a home run. i see Frazier base. do that this year. He apologized to the first baseman on the other team. I can't remember who they were playing yesterday. And he's like, sorry, man, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to pimp it. I thought it was, it was an out. So interesting. this ball makes DeGrom's stats even more impressive.
2: Yeah, I saw John Harper had tweeted that DeGrom's only given up one home run over his last seven games. And that's something that is so vital now because you give up Like you said, basically a pop-up, and it could get out of a ballpark. So you have to adjust how you pitch. And I think this has been Jacob deGrom's greatest strength since he came up since the first day he was in the big leagues against the yankees back in 2014 is his ability to adjust yeah nobody adjusts like jacob Degrom. he could do it within a start he could do it within a season i think that all of these pitchers the slider has moved differently with the new baseball and so they've all had to make uh changes but de was the quickest to figure it out and now that slider is a swing and miss pitch again and avoiding the home runs is not easy but this is a guy who can Hitch, he's like, a guy he who's smart even he's when he doesn't good. have
0: his stuff he finds a way yeah it's great I mean,
2: all the way through and there are so many games you could point to right game game five of the division series against the dodgers he stunk the first inning and a half mm-hmm. and it was oh terry's got to take about terry's got to take him out and then he writes the ship and all of a sudden he's through six innings and i think it was two runs that he gave up in that game and it's like, how the hell did he do that but he does it all the time consistently uh, so, you know, the fact that he's able to do it in a bigger picture here in the middle of the year, I don't think it's surprising at all. It, it goes to show the the work that he puts in and the way that he's going about it. He's a real throwback to when, you know, guys thought it through. He's not just, hey, how hard can I throw right, this pitch? Right, 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 right. It's how do I make it the most effective uh, in the game we're playing? It's why Stroman's interesting, too, because Stroman's a ground ball pitcher. He doesn't give up a lot of home runs. That's a big plus in today's day and age. It's not easy to do to avoid those long balls.
0: I saw Stroman uh, tweeting at Hot 97 a lot lately because he's a, he's a New York guy and he's got the day off. So last night he wrote something on Twitter. Hey, I got the day off. Maybe I'll pop into Hot 97. And, uh, you know, if you're around, maybe he's in the studio today. I have no idea. But I, lo- I, love, I love it. I love everything about the local guy just being back. And, you know, hopefully he continues with some success down the stretch here. We definitely need him. Uh, speaking of success, how are you feeling about the bullpen? Familiar Diaz? I uh, had somewhat strong showings lately, and uh, if we're going to do anything here, we got to have these guys back on their horse, right? Yeah,
2: no, that's true. And you know, Lugo had a rough day as oh, well, yeah, though tough. I thought I thought Mickey Calloway ruined all that. You know, he had him getting ready in five minutes and it didn't seem like I guess you could argue it both ways that either there was too much of a plan before the game as oh, we have the lead in the seventh. We're going to do this. But also, it didn't seem like. He had no
0: plan. He wasn't even sure what he was doing. It
2: seemed like it wasn't a plan on the other end because he didn't seemingly tip off Lugo beforehand that, hey, if we have the lead, you're going to pitch this inning because Lugo had to scramble to get ready in five minutes. And while, yes, Lugo said he was ready, he's going to say that to back up his manager doesn't necessarily mean it's the case. But when Lugo's thrown as well as he has over the last month. And the one outing that he pitches poorly is when he had to scramble to get ready. I got to think you could put two and two together there and say that was a factor for him. And it was, what the hell were they going to do in the ninth inning? Even if Lugo did throw the seventh and the eighth, he's going to mix and match with Justin Wilson and Edwin Diaz in the ninth. He wouldn't feel great about that. So That that wasn't the the best day this week. But, um, you know, Diaz, he he got through. (laughs) What? Yesterday, uh-huh, after yep. uh, a couple men on, and then when Gagno gave up all those home runs on was the it the finale Thursday, in Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, Diaz, you know, he walks Brian McCann on four pitches, and you're like, oh my goodness, but he threw some backdoor sliders, to you're in Ciarte and got him. I don't think you feel good about Diaz yet. I feel pretty good about Jarvis Familia right now, I will uh-huh. say that. Uh, so, you know, I'm not throwing him in the closer's role, but at least, all right, I'm not going to flip out when he comes into a game. But yeah, the bullpen—you don't feel a thousand percent about it yet, and I don't think you will until Edwin Diaz somehow turns it on, which becomes more and more unlikely an event to happen as this goes on and on and on. And he's gonna hear booze on this homestand. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you worry about too. Yeah, he comes into a game now; the whole stadium's gonna groan. Right, right. And if he doesn't perform well, it's all booze. It's gonna be even when he comes in. That gets really challenging when things aren't going well.
0: It absolutely does. That's why I was uh, trying to be so strongly, w- uh, you know, with uh, I, would, I would I haven't done it lately, but for a few days there, I was tweeting him every single day. Hey, be positive. You got this. I don't know if he reads it, but like we said last week, maybe he does because he said he mentioned his positivity, positivity, and or positive attitude or mentality on one of his post games. But um, Mickey, the other night. Thursday night, Mets had a strong big league. So Gagneau gave up four home runs, and after the game, Mickey goes, yeah, he did a good job. But I think that what he really meant was they needed someone to kind of eat up some innings there and get us through the rest of the game without burning the bullpen. But I wouldn't call – He didn't do a good job. Giving up four home runs and –
2: You know, winning the game by the skin of your teeth, a good job. Um, The the idea is to give Edwin Diaz a day off. Right. Or what they really should have done is bring in Diaz when it's 10-4 for the ninth inning, like they did yesterday, Uh to give him a little something to feel better about. Hey, I closed down the game. Okay, I got through this. And you can back him up if there's damage done with him on the mound, a six-run lead. you have time to do all those things? Right. So they did it yesterday. You, know, I, you still you can't feel comfortable with Diaz right now.
0: So shout out to our friends at McKellar. Pete already cracked his open. I've just been kind of <laughs> talking over here and haven't had a sip yet. So today you a long weekend. You know? I know so, some, you always some had
2: to work this weekend.
0: Today actually on the on the drive here, I, dude. I work hard on these I trips, uh, ma- mainly on my liver during the tailgate parties. <laughs> but uh, so I'm on the Butcher beer today, uh, new one for me. And you're on the Henry Hops. Cheers to yeah, you, this sir. is my
2: favorite. I love the Henry Hops. My go-to.
0: Always love drinking a beer on a Monday afternoon. Thanks to McKeller. And um, as you know, the Mets are back in town tomorrow. Big homestand coming up against the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, and the Chicago Cubs. And the uh the brewery opens two hours before the game. And don't forget that they're open for two hours after the game as well. So pop on in to McKeller down on 126th Street, aka Seaver Way. They're open every day. And even when they're not open. Uh, not, not open. Even when their game is not going on at the ballpark, they are open as well. So je- definitely check out their website, McKellarNYC.com. Check out all the beers they have and check out their hours for the tap room. Well, so, I
2: see that same atmosphere that we had against Oh, my the God. National, that was so much right? fun. So if you got to jack up, you know, get a little something extra going, hit McKellar. I got to head to the ballpark
0: this week to drop off a kiosk order. We have the Stroman shirts, PMA shirts, and Polar Pete shirts about to be back in stock at the ballpark. So I'm going to try to – Maybe drop the stuff off and see if I can pop into the game. I don't know what day this week. i got to talk to wifey about that. But uh, give a call if you want to shout. Oh, actually, we got someone on here. But after we get off the phone, we only have one phone line here. So unfortunately, if people are calling and it's busy, once you see we're on the phone with someone, if we hang up, you could be next in line. So let's hit the phone. We got a uh, – I was going to say a frequent flyer. But actually, this going to Kansas City was his first time ever being on an airplane in his life. Whoa! It's Mr. Rallyman. What's up, Rallyman?
3: What's up, PMA, playoff mental attitude, because we got three weeks of some challenging baseball.
2: Was was the plane everything you imagined? I'm curious about this. I need to know everything about someone being on a plane for the first time.
3: (laughs) Honestly, it was nothing. I felt like I could fly the fucking plane. uh,
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Last year, some guy stole a plane. I don't know how he stole it, but I, I don't want you to be in the news anytime soon, Mr. Rallyman.
3: No, 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 you. no, not for that, not for that. You know, maybe <laughs> a, a, accolades, absolutely. But uh, just to make it real quick, uh, Kansas City was awesome. Uh, Love the Kansas City people. You know, you had your sprinkles of uh, dickhead Royals fans, but a lot of that's, uh, you know, acclimated from, uh, you know, alcohol and the whole, the whole deal. And, you know, oh, 2015 World Series, we got some of that. Yeah, oh, got no, a lot like, of that. Nice people.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty good time. I mean, uh, the staff was top notch. The fans, like you said, there was only one guy. He had uh, his name on his back said It and it had 15 on it. And he wanted to walk up and down in front of us for like three innings. But whatever, he was trying to have fun with it. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, hopefully, that's uh, you know one of your the first of many of you jumping on a plane to join the group. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun tailgate party. I, I liked the uh, the atmosphere that everyone brought. And he had his belt out there, and it was a good time.
3: It was great. It? Uh, the uh, the beer bashing of the belt was uh, <laughs> was quite a moment. <laughs> yeah, and I was I... covered. I was covered with beer uh, by the by the end of that game. Pretty much, I stunk.
0: <laughs> That's all right. You had a good time. All right, uh, RM. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man.
3: All right, sounds good, guys. Let's go, match.
0: So two guys who actually missed the entire week are Mr. Howie Rose and Gary Cohen. Howie was at a wedding. I don't know what Gary was doing. It's not our it's not our business to know what he's doing on vacation. But
2: hey, it's it, vacation days, you use them,
0: right? Just sucks that it was the same week. For yeah. these guys to
2: both be off. Clearly they both take
0: vacation days, um, you know, and, and the guys do you know, a good job filling in. Gary Apple was on SNY. And, you know, he was getting a lot of hate on the internet. And, and it's, I feel bad for the guy because that's not his job. He's not a play-by-play guy. So to kind of get thrown in, I don't know if he's done in the past, but that's not his his role with SNY. So sure. clearly people that are fans of this team, you know, not everyone, but, you know, very people feel very strongly about Howie and Gary. And when there's someone else in their spot, it's going to be hard to fill their shoes. Gary
2: Apple is a really good Sportscast. Right. is right. a tremendous sportscaster, right. right? On the pregame show, postgame show, after the games. He does do play by play for UConn, uh, UConn sports. Okay. But I think it's so different when you are in the ballpark versus watching on TV. And and I think any fan can experience this, right? Where a guy hits a, a long fly ball and you're like, uh ah! and, right, and, right, and then right, it ends right, up right. being like short of the warning track. And I just think you got to see so many games in person to get that feel. And, you know, Gary Cohen, Howie Rose, Wayne Randezo, how many games have these guys seen and called in person? And it is different. And I think there were, you know, some times with Gary where that energy off the bat didn't match what ended up happening. And it's, it's so technical and you need so many reps to really be good at it. Uh, Yeah. I think it's a tough spot for Gary to be in, especially Gary Apple to be in, but I, Look, I, I think he did a fine job, and the the things that people were complaining about, I mean, I get it, but there are also things that you can identify with. It's just different being at the ballpark and right. saying what's going on and watching on TV. We're just so you, spoiled. You're used to that angle, right? We're just
0: so spoiled. We yeah. have such well, a great- Well,
2: that's true. Gary Cohen and Howie Rose, the they best. are two the best. They should both be Ford C. Frick Award winners and Hall of Fame broadcasters, and I bet- any amount of money that'll happen uh-huh. at some point but um how he's going but, yeah. to the uh, new
0: york hall of fame uh, he just got
2: into the new york broadcasters uh, hall of fame yeah
0: the induction ceremonies in november i think november 3rd um but yeah you know we're just so spoiled because every night whether you watch on TV or listen on the radio, we have such a uh, tremendous booth. Yeah. And whoever was in their spot is kind of set up, you not know, to I, fail, but with the fan base, they ex- expect a certain thing. And it,
2: it's like uh, when the games are on national TV oh, too, God, and everyone rips all the national broadcasters, because it's not what you're accustomed to yeah, yeah. also. Baseball is so... Uh you know not just rhythmic but it's like intimate right you're with these people all the time right, watching right, right, the games right. if you watch four games a week you are watching what over six months like a hundred broadcasts yeah. right yep. so it you're very much invested in the people that you're spending that time with and when they're gone you notice it um so yeah i i uh you know look i, I understand it both ways but i i thought Gary Apple did a did a professional job uh, stepping in the booth and you know being in that uh, that position
0: well, it has gotta be tough too because clearly he's got the internet and I'm hoping that he doesn't uh, yeah. harp on going back to read the reactions afterwards but well I hope um, I
2: just hope that you know, people understand it right like I always talk to young broadcasters because you know you, you think about the feedback that you get on a, a broadcaster this or that this it, it tends to be overwhelmingly negative and I asked him about Joe Buck. And if you ask them about Joe Buck, the most typically they'll go, I don't like him. Right. I like this guy is called the biggest events in sports over the last 20-plus years now. He doesn't suck at his (laughs) job. He really doesn't. But people just don't seem to like him, and he makes a joke of it on Twitter and that kind of thing. I mean, like, search Joe Buck on Twitter and see how much positive feedback he gets on any of his broadcasts. Again, this is one of the best sportscasters in the country. You really can't argue. It might not be your favorite national guy, but he's at that level for a reason. So, you know, it's, it's just... It goes with the territory, you know, like, um, you know, even doing the the radio show that I did for a while, not everything you hear is positive, but just like, you know, we talk about the players and what they're doing good or bad on a given day. It's all, it's all out there to be analyzed and talked about. And it's part of the conversation around the sport and, Gotta have some thick skin, you know? You gotta deal with it and yep. be able to shake it off and understand where it's coming from.
0: Who else do you think is is there anyone else in the SNY family that if uh Gary Apple doesn't get the call, like who else would they put in that spot? Well,
2: Wayne Randazzo has done oh, it in the right, past, right. but it was because Howie took off the same weekend as Gary that Wayne wasn't an option to slide right over on, on the right, TV right, right. side. So he's the one that has typically done it. If you remember back years ago, I think it was in Toronto, Ron Darling did play by play. he worked that. with Keith yeah i remember that Now it's a tough spot all respect to ron i would much prefer the broadcast that went on this past weekend to what happened there ron has a role that he's tremendous at but it's a totally different ball game not just you know calling what's going on but also you know incorporating your color guy and making it conversational and working with all the stuff that happens behind the scenes like it is it's a lot you know what i'm just thinking about We've had four outings
0: now where we've had fill-in booths because San Francisco KB was doing play-by-play uh, back in '14, and then the uh, first time we went down to Atlanta, I think that Ron was actually doing it that night as well uh, in '15 or '16 whenever we went down, down there first. Then Gary Apple was Toronto last year, and then Gary Apple was uh, this past weekend in Kansas City. So a lot of fill-ins. Uh, I don't know if that's coincidence, but a lot of fill-ins when the Seven Army is on the uh, the road outings there. Let's hit the phones. Uh, Tyler in Tennessee. What's up, Tyler?
4: Appreciate the time this afternoon. Um, Look, I don't want to bring kind of the bad vibe, Mickey Callaway thing to the table right now. But I'm looking ahead to rehabs for Jed Lowry. Fingers crossed he actually comes on the field this year. Brandon Nimmo actually is healthy and is taking swings right now. But if we could look a couple of series away where potentially these guys are back in the lineup. Then you got to consider that McNeil's back in the lineup, and you can't take JD Davis's bat out of the lineup. Of course, you know, depending on how his injury affected and and things from yesterday, it just and rightfully so. There have been a lot of decisions this year when Mets fans have left the game going. How can Mickey do this? How can he do that? And it seems we we never give him enough praise for the great things he does, but we're always on top of him for the bad things that he does. I can just see in the road coming up in the next couple of weeks where you've got to find a way to fit those four to five names in the lineup one through eight and the one game that these guys aren't hitting it just just seems like that there's another conundrum that's waiting to happen throughout all this positivity And, and nobody better than me who would love to see this happen I just I just see there being too many cooks in the kitchen, if you kind of get what I'm saying. I, it, I think it's, kind of
2: much, it. it's much easier to deal with a bunch of position players than it is to deal like he had to, let's say, this weekend where he's shoving a mid-rosario out into left field because you know J.D. Davis wasn't able to play that position. I, I don't think that'll be a problem. Mickey Calaway will get burned by his bullpen, and the lack of roles there, that's going to be the question almost every night. Every time the Mets play a close game, the microscope will be on Mickey Calloway's bullpen decisions. It already is. That's not going to change over the next month and a half because besides Seth Lugo, there's nobody to trust 100% in that pen.
4: Well, then let me just ask you this about Joe Lowry, and then I'll let you guys have the rest of the show. I mean, it just seems like things are going so well right now. Mm -hmm. And and, and even to Brandon, I mean, the smile, the top of the lineup, the on-base percentage, it just seems like things are going well right now. To your point, Bullpen right now, that's a whole other issue. But in the position situation, yeah. I get these guys are making money. What do you even do with a second year manager trying to get good feng shui? And I get it, every, every game's different. But in the middle of this, you need their bats. I just question how do you even try to even start? Look, well, Legaris is you know playing
2: every he... day right now. To me, Brandon Nemo could take his spot. I know Lagar has been hitting better of late. But that's something that Brandon Nimmo, if he's able to come back and and prove he's healthy, he can do. Something else Nimmo has done well is hit off the bench as well. So if they don't want to start Nimmo, he's been a very good pinch hitter over the course of his career. And then Lowry, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on Lowry for anything. I I, I don't see how he gets enough time in the minor leagues to be a productive player. So I think Lowry gets buried on the bench, period, even if he does come back in September. All right, boys, appreciate yeah. the time. Great no, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, and Lowry, listen. He's alive. <laughs> He's alive. Hey, there is visual proof. Hey, there's a picture of uh, <laughs> yeah. Jed Lowry. Uh, you know, look, anything you get out of him is a bonus, but even if he is able to come back now, he has no spring training. He is going to run out of minor league time early on in September. He's not going to have enough time to be where you need him to be. Jed Lowry is a total non-factor for this team, even if he does come back. you would have the expanded rosters in September, so you could take a few at-bats, but I don't foresee him taking any important at bats you know Nimo's a little different situation mm-hmm. I think Nimmo can come back and be a a key piece for this team he compliments Juan Ligaris well also uh in the outfield from the left hand side versus the right hand side and I wouldn't throw Nimo in the leadoff spot you know you don't mess with what's going well at the top but he can hit eight that's fine you know you just move him down the lineup he's an improvement over to period I'm
0: just hoping that, you know, clearly the Mets have screwed things up in the past a couple times here and there with injuries and guys coming back a little too soon. I'm hoping that everything with Nimmo's yeah. okay because McNeil's that's a very big serious injury yeah, well, with the whole neck and everything. Yes,
2: uh, Nimmo's injury is a lot more long-term that you'd be concerned about. But McNeil mm-hmm. is probably the one that I would watch even yeah, closer yeah. because a hamstring and it's kind of thing that's not going to affect him for years. It's just kind of thing that could knock him out like Robinson yeah, Cano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, now you'd be talking about the rest of the season right, if he were right. to come back too soon. So that's the one that they really have to get right. And as eager as you are to get McNeil back into the lineup as quickly as possible, you have to be careful. So you did bring up... Uh, Rosario got a little time in left field, but yesterday before
0: the game this I love when stuff like this comes up uh, You always see or are not always but you see this often happen with it, it happens a lot more than when we were kids Yeah, right? I know players uh, playing catch with uh, you know the Kids in the, in the stands before the game started. So uh, this was on Twitter uh, Kaylin bloom tweeted it. I don't know if she knows the kid But she said uh, props to med for making this kid's life and the Mets retweeted it. it's got a bunch of views online so this is always great to see and um I don't know. It touches the awesome. heart a little bit there, Mr. P. Oh, come love, on. Could you imagine being I a kid and
2: having a catch with a Major League Baseball player while you're out at the game? Uh, I thought it was cool yesterday too they had the Little League Classic. Uh-huh. Uh, the Mets played in it against the Phillies last year, this year or against the Pirates I think it was. Uh, this year it was the Pirates and the Cubs, so that was yesterday. I didn't watch the game but I did see the Little League World Series yesterday in the afternoon mm-hmm. cuz the Jersey team was playing Hawaii and you had the players come in and they're getting mobbed by uh, the kids and you know some of the guys were taking they were on like a cardboard box and sliding it down a hill just kind of messing around and uh, having some fun and i think uh, i saw chris archer sitting in the stands uh you know signing some autographs and doing an interview on tv and stuff and that's that's an awesome event if you remember last year when the mets were in it cinder guard mats like all those starting pitchers who weren't in the game they all sat in the crowd yeah, 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 yeah. and sat with the kids that was awesome uh, and it's such a, a cool event but those are the little things that you could do to connect yourself with uh with kids but yeah I mean, could you imagine, even now, having a catch with a big there on the field?
0: Did you see this last night? The uh, the first pitch before the game last night? No. So, uh, I don't know whose idea it was, but MLB tweeted this out. A bunch of the Little League players were lined up from the warning track all ah. the way to the mound and kind of did a relay all the way in to throw the first pitch. I don't know okay. if it's every country, oh, every dropped team. dropped the ball. Yeah, that guy. Ah. Uh, you hear the crowd <laughs> kind of groan there for a second too, but I don't know how. Well, they- it's all the
2: kids in there, right? It's yeah, mostly yeah, little leaguers yeah, yeah. at this game.
0: Of course, so that, that was really cool. Nice touch there. One of the uh, it says the best first pitch from the Little League World Series players. I got to look
2: up how the Jersey team did today because I know they were picking up the suspended game. They were already down 6-0 to Hawaii. But that's why they didn't pick it up yesterday is because they were all going to the Major League games. So they are like, all right, we'll just finish it up tomorrow. I yeah. hope they won. I hope they won. I'm sure that's done now.
0: If they did, we probably would have heard a lot about it on the internet. So I I'm guess guessing they true. didn't, the local team there. So uh, let me ask you a question. Completely off topic here. But yeah. um, how do you feel about the New York State license plates? What's your thoughts of it?
2: Do you like? Do I do I have an all time favorite New York? Do you like license the current plate? one? Is it? Uh, it's, the it's current a, one is the light blue and blue. It's dark blue and like it's supposed to be. I,
0: Honestly, it would be a lot better if it was orange or blue, but it's like off orange, off blue, so it doesn't really look uh. like the state colors,
2: but it's I hate it.
1: navy blue.
2: A... See, I take the subway everywhere. They don't have license oh, plates. Oh, it's actually right Oh, that one, that one there? No, it's one, it's one in the middle there behind you. Oh, yeah, not a big one. I like the one with the Statue of Liberty. No, yeah, so this me too.
0: New York State came out today. They're holding an online vote to select the new New York State license Why plate. Why do we have to change really? the license plate every couple well, of years? Well, you know what it is? I think that the same thing with MLB voting. I think they're really trying to collect data here because if you go to the New York State uh ny.gov website it's email first name last name postal code and your vote Uh-oh. so i think they're just collecting some data here but yeah, send some dna <laughs> <too>. <laughs> the online <laughs> voting closes on september 2nd and i'm liking it because it's back to predominantly white i don't ever want to get rid of my white license plate but there's five options here if you care to vote i know this is not baseball related but
2: Excelsior.
0: Uh, head on over yeah excelsior new york excelsior uh there's four options there uh, i think i'm partial to uh i like option the bottom too Really? Eh, the
2: first one's nice too
0: yeah the bottom one's cool and it's got the new tap and z bridge which is not the tap and z bridge anymore uh let's hit the phones and then after this last call we're gonna do what's in the box let's see who do we got what's going on oh we got shouty what's up shouty
5: <laughs> hi, Katie. And hi, Liz. even though I already said hello to her. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? You guys just stoked me out all weekend. It was awesome watching like you guys just tear up KC. Like, you were all over the place. Like, yeah, we
0: weren't, we weren't trying to rub it in there, but you got to document it when it's a fun time. So uh, hopefully that kind of builds up the excitement for some folks to join us in the future, you know?
5: Oh, I was like, I if I could have really just jumped on a plane and, like, uh, Ubered it straight there, like, right from my couch, I'd have done it. Because you definitely did a good job. But I have to say, with all my PMA and my love fest, I have to tell you the beratement, though. When you guys get a shouty out, like, on SNY, you think everybody would be so excited. But yet, the negative vibe off of people, yeah. what's with that... I don't understand it. Are we not all fans? Like, I don't get that.
0: Let me, let me tell you something, Shadi. Uh, it's not breaking news that not everyone sits with us. It's not breaking news that not everyone likes our vibe or our atmosphere. So if we get a name drop from Keith Hernandez on TV, the people who don't like the crew, it's gonna, they're going to get a little uh, up in arms, which whatever. I mean, no... If you look back in the you know eleven years that I've been doing this, no no one from the inside, which would be me or Lizzie, have ever said we are better fans than you. But for whatever reason, it always comes up to where people think that we compare fandom, and we clearly we don't. We try to bring everyone in, not out. So whatever, I mean, don't even worry about it, and I don't even engage in it anymore. And I you know I would I would recommend that fans like you or whoever that want to reply to these people don't even bother because it kind of just sometimes it even makes it worse. So don't even worry about it
5: that's exactly what i was gonna say i was at first i was so taken back by it and going ah, tearing up and, and i'm like what do you mean they're such sweet people
0: and everyone is great we love everyone and it's like so i stopped shouty do you watch seinfeld i do all right well do you remember jerry's mom go how could anyone not like you you sound exactly. like jerry's mom right now <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> dance like elaine apparently according to my children so
5: um so yeah that was like woo. yeah looking forward to that spin the bottle game whatever that thing was going on i'm like yeah, bring that to the next tailgate i'm yeah. sure i'll be a riot for that Um uh, but no i'm like i just wanted to like spread the love and tell everybody yes please stop responding to like that negative especially mr shouty if you're listening right. um because he gets upset but we love you guys. We are all and welcoming those who don't know about us. We're just fans. Right, right, like, right. Not super, just fans like everybody else. So all right, let's show. go, Mets, and keep the train rolling, baby.
2: All right, shout out to you soon. Shouty.
5: And Pete, put on a Mets shirt. What's with the polo? <laughs> hanging out. This girl. isn't a board meeting. This <laughs> isn't casual Friday. Listen,
0: now you're doing what we just said we don't I know. do. No, now I'm hurt. Now you're doing it. I nasty
3: tweets.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no need. So he needs a PDP Pete shirt, or he needs a special shirt. Right, we'll I make, don't know. Like I may
2: think, we'll but make, no. I'm,
5: I'm looking forward to next tailgate, and next outing, and let's go Mets. We
0: got this.
2: Absolutely. All right, Charlie. I feel very ostracized. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: We're like we don't compare Phantom, and then she's like, "Pete, wear a med shirt." <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I was thinking actually about that, about how like the haters are gonna hate. Whatever. Why don't they just join us and then like? Maybe they'll... they
0: tried and they don't like it. Who cares? It doesn't um, matter. Um, right, they, it's it's not a big deal, and you know it makes it more of a big deal, and people always want to reply to it um i think that we might be uh lagging a little bit for some reason on the internet again yeah we are sorry about that i I don't know whatever we'll have to do something uh during the off season i guess to maybe boost the signal here a little bit but it's very sporadic but next person to get through we'll play what's in the box presented by our friends at lumberland but shouty did bring up uh the next couple games we have a few tickets left for the outing on september 10th it's a tuesday night at city field it's only 39 dollars. it comes with the ticket to the game the Seven Lines 2019 jersey, and we're going to definitely be pre-gaming in McKeller Pryor. 39 bucks for that one. I think there's like 40 tickets left or so. And this Thursday, the final home game of the year, final regular season home game of the year, goes up. At noon sharp, we have 242 tickets available. It is the Sunday game against the Braves. I believe it starts at 3:10. I know MLB starts oh, it's all the last games. day of the year, last game of the year, wow. last, last regular game of the year, regular season okay. game of the year. Uh, it's that Sunday game against the Braves, and like we did last year, we are going to be hanging out after the game in the Pine. So we did like a big blowout rager after the final game last year, and it was a really fun time. And I'm glad that the Pine is. Um, welcoming us back because it got a little rowdy there for a little bit but it's gonna be a fun time hopefully it's a celebration of making the playoffs not a celebration of all right get them next year type of thing so if you guys want to join us tickets go up on thursday thursday at noon on mets.com slash the seven army those are 52 a piece for the ticket and the uh the jersey like we did for every game this year. And we're, we're definitely going to be pre-gaming before that one. But like I said, it's going to be a marathon day, not a sprint. So definitely try to uh, plan accordingly for the pre-game, the actual <laughs> game, and then the post-game. It's good advice. Out at the Pine. The Pine's always a fun time. Shout out to Dina for holding it down over there. And um, the United We Cheers will be flowing, and we're going to have a good time out there. So... Um, let's get to let's get to what's in the box.
3: And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by lumberland.com All right, so we got
0: James and Yonkers. James, what's up? What's up, buddy? James? Hey,
3: what's going on, guys?
0: Uh, we're doing all right hanging out drinking some beer on a Monday talking about the Mets uh you're gonna play what's in the box but today it's only gonna be one two or three we don't have a fourth option this week so uh you could take four but I don't recommend it <laughs> yeah so <laughs> one two or three whatever's in the box is yours for free thanks to lumberland.com what you want
2: all right
4: well since my my softball number from my new team is number two gotta go with number two
2: yeah I love when there's a little a little reason behind little reasoning. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number two, it is an envelope, and the envelope says forty dollars gift card to Lumberland. Awesome. Awesome. All right, James. Um, yeah, so just
1: email me your information, James.
0: Just email us, and we'll get this out to you, right, buddy?
1: All right, cool. Thanks a lot, guys.
2: Good stuff,
0: James. You're very welcome. And uh, for those of you who aren't James, and you gotta buy your Lumberland.com beer bat mug, head on over to Lumberland.com and check out all their different options. They make great gifts they have the mlb pennant series so they don't have the license of the mlb so they don't use the logos but they do uh have uh city names and the same similar colors but the, they do have the mlb pa license so if your uh, favorite player is not listed you can always hit them up and they'll make a custom one for you if you want a uh what do we got we had a jason vargas one made just for the show um clearly he's not on the mets anymore so head on over to lumberland.com and use the special promo code O-A-B-T for 15% off your bat mug today. So uh, we talked about this um, last year and uh, we never actually got it done. We wanted to make like a custom bat mug for like caller of the year or something like that so it would probably have to be between like shouty or or uh rally man because they're like our our uh, our crew there but maybe we'll come up with brew's something been
2: coming up big the last few yeah, weeks bro, brew's been first time long
0: timing for a year now <laughs> so maybe we'll come up with like a special lumberland like caller uh mug that we can give out for our finale whenever that may be hopefully we talked about this because you got you know busy schedule we're trying to figure out what the rest of the year looks like here we're gonna stay on Mondays. But uh, we don't know oh, when we the have one more week
2: on Monday, and then we're going to Thursday. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm, Once I'm it hits September, up. we're going to be Thursday afternoon. Thursday.
0: We're going to keep the daytime, though. I lo- I'm loving the daytime I show. Like I know Lizzie likes it too. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, frees up our evenings. And the numbers don't lie. Our numbers have not changed at all. So, uh, you know, we're doing good. Whatever time of day we were on, people are watching and listening afterwards. So we appreciate all that.
1: I have a question. Sure. When somebody catches a ball, uh-huh. right? And you want to remember where the ball came from do you write on the ball
0: uh, some pe- i do when you i do? get it we get ball well i wouldn't write on that ball if that was the 40th home run but well no when we get a ball and uh you know i recommend if you catch a ball if there's a kid close by give it to a kid but if you're trying to save a ball for whatever reason which we do like we'll get batting practice balls. Uh, yeah. from a lot of these outings if Amelia's with us and we write on it so we, should, we, should, we save it like this is yeah. from San Diego this is where it came from like
2: that so, type so of thing so you're
1: saying I should write on the ball
2: I can't wait until we can put it on a shelf and then have a little hologram and you like you know hit that and you could see yourself catch the ball I'll oh have God. that video it'll right? probably not yeah. that far there's off there's your million dollar idea people I'm gonna go <laughs> run with that MLB, if you're
0: watching this uh, yeah. Pete just gave you Give me a what beer I'm um, gonna we'll call I... it even if I I'd rather man, say Pete Alonzo's almost 40th home run <laughs> with the date. <laughs> it was almost a historic catch. Yeah, and put it like next to your ticket stub or something like that if you yeah. still have it. I do. Um, right, do guys, you guys so have
2: actual ticket stubs? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, for we outings, we, we always do. Yeah. Oh, because cool.
0: the way that it works for our outings, and shout out to anyone coming to D.C. with us. We're working on that today. Literally um, as like we speak right I'm now doing
1: like 5,000 things. Yeah. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> look at that uh, So if you are
0: coming to DC with us uh, Look for that package in the mail soon if you p- purchase the PMA shirt or the Stroman shirt I'm not sure if you guys noticed that it was a pre-sale in the description. So look for that as well at some point this week um, What was I getting at The uh, the, the ticket, ticket stubs. stubs? So we need to have the ticket stubs because we have to do a seating chart. So the way that it, I, don't, I hope they never get rid of that for these ballparks because we'd be kind of screwed. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. Lizzie just like had the look of disgust on her face. If we have to somehow <laughs> deal with like a digital seating chart in the future, no, that's gonna be, no. it's going to be quite difficult. Imagine so I
1: have to like attach people's emails to the. Oh,
0: my God. that would, Oh, my God. I would die. That would be horrible. No, don't die. So So <laughs> uh, one last time before we do the share contest, Foco.com, shout out to them. Head on over to Foco.com and check out all the different Mets options they have. They have a special promo code that's good for the next month. LFGM10 will get you 10% off anything on the site. If you don't win the Alonzo Home, I mean, Home Run Derby uh, batting champion bobblehead, you can go pick one up on Foco.com. Check out all the other stuff they got up there. And uh, good luck. So, Lizzie, uh, let me know when you're ready, and I will do the Twitter. You could do the FB.
1: I um, randomly selected somebody on my desk already, so. Well, okay. I selected Billy Hassan.
0: Okay, Billy. Billy sent him a. I'm gonna send him. I think he may have
1: been at KC. That's cool. Maybe. Nice.
0: Something nice to come home to. Now is that the bobblehead? That'll be yeah. That's That's the bobblehead. Yeah. Nice. Uh, And let me pull it up on this Twitter. Uh sorry for the delay here guys I should have had this ready.
2: I'll uh, tap dance. Da, da, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm tap beat. dancing off camera.
0: Uh stop. All right, let me make sure this person hasn't won yet before I message them. They have not. Uh Frank Bruno Jr., you win. Awesome. So yeah. um All right, so uh Mets. Big week ahead. Are you going to hit any games at Citi Field? Are you going to try to Kenya Are are you Uh, free? I mean, you got a
2: busy schedule. Yeah, I I don't don't think so yet. I haven't reached quite that... So we got we started daycare now. Oh, yeah, so my days are now open a little bit when I'm not working But then the nights are now that much more important so that I can see right, my daughter right, at right, some right, point right, right. So you yeah, know day uh, we'll games see. coming
0: up so yeah, that might be tough for you um, Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna try to make it out there Hopefully I can at some point this week when I do that delivery for the kiosk, but I'm excited I'm juiced up and you know clearly like you said when they were coming off the heels of like 13 to 14 the The excitement was a little bit stronger than it is coming from three and three on the road but I'm hoping to see city field jam this week and uh, we don't have an outing until D.C. in a couple weeks, but I'm going to try to make it out there, and hopefully the place is jumping and the Mets get back, uh, you know, stay hot, stay get back in this thing, you know? You know
2: what? Win the series against Cleveland, get everybody back in, and then I want to see the big crescendo finish and people going nuts for that series against the Cubs. That's that's ideal. Hey,
0: Fangraph says point. playoff odds there. It's maintained. Yep. And if that happens, you know, Chris Carlin has to get a a polar bear tattoo. You heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Have fun. Enjoy your week. Welcome home to all you guys that traveled to Kansas City this weekend. It was so much fun. Can't wait to do it again. And uh, see you next Monday. Let's go, Mets. I'm
1: going to go take a nap.